You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, you're listening to the Fall One Fivers. Uh, minus Bonte Hill. He's out on assignment. He's doing a bunch of warrior stuff. He's a little drained right now. So I'm Joe Shasky. Hit like, subscribe, comment. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. We talk 49ers 365 all year round. We're going to try to make these uh, episodes get downloaded with more frequency over the next couple of weeks because it's kind of a dead time in the NFL. We've done the schedule. We've talked about the quarterback. And now let's get in to the defense and specifically Nick freaking Bosa. Now, Nick Bosa has been everything this team has ever wanted in a generational pass rusher and then some. Now, he missed some time with the ACL injury. I think that was a devastating blow to the 2020 season. But when I look at this 49er team moving forward, one of the seminal draft picks for this organization has been Nick Bosa. I mean, he has just been double-digit sack after double-digit sack and impact beyond the numbers in terms of double teams, in terms of freeing up some of the teammates that play alongside of him or opposite him on that defensive line. PFF did a new ranking lately, and they were breaking down all the best players in the NFL. Obviously, Nick Bosa being one of the highest-touted, highest-rated, highest-graded player in the NFL, specifically on that defensive side. Is this the year Nick Bosa is going to get a defensive player of the year? It's going to happen. It's going to happen, I think, at some point for this young man. And I'll be very interested to see what he looks like heading into training camp. You know, the first year, his rookie year, he was hobbled by the ankle injury, missed a lot of time. We didn't see him in preseason. Started the year off, was more of a situational pass rusher. Instantly became a starter and an impact starter. Went from being a guy that was single covered to immediate double coverage by the time they got to that playoffs and Super Bowl. He is an integral part of what they want to do. And I look at this defensive line and how this team has gone from one of the worst teams in the league to being a perennial playoff team two out of the last three years and heading to that NFC Championship game in two out of those three years, one time to the Super Bowl. And it starts with guys like Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa is is not alone because they have Eric Armstead, who they paid to play a little outside, but it feels like now they're going to kick him back to the inside where he's more of his natural position. And I think that helps Nick Bosa. I think a healthy Javon Kinlaw is going to help Nick Bosa. Boy, they could really use Kinlaw to just be healthy and be similar to what he was in 2020 down the stretch because I think we're underrating the young man. His size, his explosion. He has an opportunity to have a big bounce-back year this year, and I think the guy who can help benefit from that bounce-back is Nick Bosa. Is this the year Nick Bosa can get 17, 18, 19, 20 sacks again and get all the pressures and all the strips and all of the glory that comes with one of the high-touted players who become Defensive Player of the Year? I'm going to be very interested to see where he is heading into the year in terms of his body. Where are they at with that contract? We've heard that the 49ers have allocated money for him. 
We know that they exercise the fifth year option. I have a feeling that if it's not this year, maybe it's the middle of the year, maybe it's the end of, of the year and, and into the beginning of the next year, they got something drafted for him and it's going to be in the $30 million annual average range. Um, and he deserves every single penny of it. I love Nick Bosa. I love what he represents for this team, the tenacity, the motor, um, and I'm very interested to see what the rookie can do opposite him. Drake Jackson drafted out of USC who made his appearance at rookie camp. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good from what all reports I'm seeing. And uh, no other guy could benefit more from that than, than Nick Bosa. We know when this Niner team is nice and healthy and they had D Ford and Eric Armstead and, De- and DeForest Buckner and Nick Bosa, they had no other higher pressure sack rate in the NFL over the last 15 years than those four when they were out on the field. Can they replicate that magic? Can they get back there? Can Nick Bosa continue to get better at stuffing the run? Can he continue to be a complete pass rusher and finish and get more sacks this year? Because there's a guy opposite him consistently who can at least make teams honor them and force a tight end to chip every now and then on that side or force some double coverage on the inside to account for Eric Armstead. I got a feeling the 49ers defensive line it's going to be better this year than even what it was last year. And it was a strong part of the team last year. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how this offseason is going for Nick Bosa with all the chatter on Debo Samuel, you know, and, and he's been so outspoken. Where are they at with Bosa? Where's he at? What's he looking for financially? You know, are, are we going to have him hold out? People are worried about the Bosas and the Bosa family and how they make money. What's going to end up happening with Nick Bosa and his contract situation? And how does that affect this team? Or does it not affect him at all? How does that affect his play? How is his play affected? Because Eric Armstead's going to play primarily on the inside. I don't have the answers right now, but I'm very interested to see. And I think when the NFL does their top 100, I got this feeling Nick Bosa is going to be in the top 15 overall, all players in the NFL. I think he's going to be up there real, real, real high. I think he has a chance to have a special, special season. And if they can play complimentary football and get more leads this year, maybe he has more opportunities to pin his ear back and get more sacks on the quarterback, more hits, more pressures. You know, with no Russell Wilson in the division, can I account for a couple more sacks because Drew Locke's not as nimble? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm just looking around the NFC West right now as we're kind of doing schedule talk. We talked a little bit about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49er quarterback situation, the offensive line, obviously did some Nick Bosa stuff. I'm just looking around the NFC West right now, and I've got my eye on the Arizona Cardinals situation. You know, uh, the Arizona, who we referenced earlier, Arizona, who we referenced earlier as I sip my coffee, they got a quarterback in Kyler Murray who everyone agrees is a special talent. Now, he's got a phenomenal arm. I've watched him at Levi's multiple times. He's so fast. He's so dynamic, so quick. The arm is an absolute hose, but he's little. And he's gotten hurt two of the last three years down the stretch. It sounds like he wants $150, $200 million. Him and the Cardinals, they did something bold three years ago. You know, they moved off of Josh Rosen, their first-round pick, and they brought in Kyler Murray, and everyone would agree it was an upgrade. Um, And I looked at Kyler Murray, and I said, man, you got to compete against that guy who also was in the Nick Bosa draft, for the next 10 to 15 years. And the reason I got my eye on it is because I'm going to be very interested to see how Arizona handles this contract situation with Kyler Murray. It might set precedent one way or the other, what to do or what not to do if Trey Lance can show similar promise to what Kyler Murray has shown. You know, I don't know about alienating your your quarterback 
I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Now, I love a quarterback who's 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 220. I want a guy who can stand in the pocket, rain, sleet, or snow, wind or, or, or none, and sling the ball down the field. There's a reason Peyton Manning played as long as he did. There's a reason Phillip Rivers played as long as he did, and Tom Brady played as long as he did. Now, are there outliers? Russell Wilson's had a great 10-year career. Absolutely. He's shown some wear and tear as of late. I want to see what happens with him in Denver. Um, has Drew Brees had a damn near 20-year career before retiring recently? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it was ugly at the end, you know? Now, Big Ben's a big guy, and it got real ugly at the end. It gets ugly for most guys. But there is something about being a bigger, stronger guy and being able to withstand some of the punishment that you go through. And I look at Kyler Murray and, and his size, and I just I wonder. I just wonder what's factoring in to the Arizona Cardinals being so reluctant to pay him. You know, is it just the size? Is it leadership? Is it attitude? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is it? You know, and, and I look at how the modern young athlete is, and we've seen this with Debo Samuel, following, unfollowing, scrubbing his Instagram, scrubbing his social media. Are we preparing ourselves for this two, three, four years down the line with Trey Lance? I mean, we didn't show none of these signs. He's shown none of these signs as of yet. It's just... It's going to be interesting. We know that the relationship between Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers organization, it's been back and forth. It's been tumultuous at times. But I think for the most part, Jimmy Garoppolo's seen his money. And I credit the 49ers. When they acquired him, Jimmy was set to be a free agent. And they could have franchise tagged him. Instead, they gave him a boatload of money. And he's seen almost all that money. I believe he's made $130 million off the San Francisco 49ers. I think he's the highest paid 49er of all time. And so, you know, I thought that was doing the player right and giving him confidence from the organization in the player. Whether you truly believe in him or not, you know, going that franchise tag route, I do think that sends signals to the rest of the organization. And I do think that sends signals to your quarterback. So I'm going to be very interested to see how Arizona handles this because I understand why they would be reluctant if it's a size thing. I guess I kind of understand if they'd be reluctant to pay Kyler Murray because it's an attitude thing. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's the best course of action. If I want that guy to be my franchise quarterback over the next 10 years, you got to kind of come to the table here, right? And that's where I worry when it comes to the Trey Lance thing. With all this Jimmy G smoke over the last year and a year and a half, they really got to wrap their arms around this kid. And they got to do what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. They got to do what the Chargers have done with Herbert. They got to do what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. You got to embrace the kid. You got to allow him to know to everyone in the building, he's our guy. And we're going to go to death. We're going to go to bed with this guy every single year. And we're going to ride and die with this kid's right arm. And I want to see them do that. And I just, I got my eye on this Arizona Cardinal thing because I got a feeling it's going to get sloppy and I got a feeling it's going to get ugly. And boy, it'd be nice to have one less team to worry about in the NFC West, in the NFC, 
than a team that's had your number over the last couple of years, the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, with Russ leaving the division, you feel like you can, you know, cross off Seattle. I'm not ready to go there just yet, but it does feel like I don't fear them anywhere near as much. Could Arizona be headed for a divorce with Kyler Murray? And how would that affect the 49ers? Am I just crazy right now? Do people think I'm just, you know, grasping at straws when it comes to this one? I don't know. But I'm finding very fascinating that they're reluctant to wrap both arms around him at this point, knowing that he kind of really upstarted their entire Cliff Kingsbury run. So just just some things to monitor, some things to kind of chew on. And, you know, before we get out of here, we got OTAs coming up. Do you care? Do you care about the camp footage? Do you care about all the training videos and Jimmy G here, there's years past, or Trey Lance in a black jersey throwing little dots and little down routes and out routes and slants and smoke screens and deep balls and flags and posts. Do you care about those things? I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a sucker for a good training camp video, for a good OTA video. And you know it's going to get a lot of traction right now. And, and I'm kind of here for it. I'm really excited to see the moxie, the leadership, the presence, um, the understanding from Trey Lance, now one full year in the system. I'm really, really excited for OTAs coming up. I'm really excited, obviously, for training camp, which is down the way. Um, and I just think the 49ers are in a really good spot right now. They've got some flexibility in terms of what they can do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think at some point they're either going to release or trade him and free up some money. Could a veteran free agent like Julio Jones um, be coming here? What happens with Alex Mack? Do we get some clarity one way or the other? Do they go shopping for a center? Um, there's a lot going on with the 49ers. They still have some safeties that are free agents, Chikwaski Tart being one of them. Do they let Hufanga just take that position? And do they look to bolster um, that second tight end spot and try to upgrade from Ross Dwelly? There's a lot of unknowns when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers right now. But I think they're in a really, really, really good spot. And I really appreciate you guys, the fans, for tapping in. It's the Fall One Fivers. I'm Joe Shasky. Rate, review, subscribe on all platforms. We're talking 49er football 24-7, 365. I'm going to uptick the frequency and how these are dropped. We're going to break this thing all down. And I love hearing from fans. Thank you. Without you guys, we don't have a show. Bonte will be on our next episode. You'll be hearing more from us. We're going to pump these things out more often. Thank you for subscribing. I appreciate everybody tapping in. Have a good one. Go Niners.